0: Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos.
1: Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handling Shit Podcast. I'm excited for today because I get to introduce these amazing amigas, and they are from Cafecito Con. Um, They are a hit on Clubhouse, and um, they were just required to be here (laughs) because they're handling their shit. So their group um, at the Clubhouse, um, it's about these amazing amigas that um, are an intergenerational trio and they are looking to celebrate the power of women in our community by offering a space to share dream and learn mindfulness it's about women it's about networking, and these amazing amigas um, are from three very distinct professions, but yet they came together to collaborate and make safe spaces for women. So who are they? Delilah Vasquez, Stephanie Montoya, and Rosa Martin-Munoz. And like I said, they're all three of them from very diverse backgrounds, but they met at an amazing um location um out here in southern California through this leadership program. So we're going to talk about that and just how personal development has been so impactful in their lives and has leveled up their game in their careers. So without further ado, these are these three amazing amigas Delilah, Stephanie and Rosa. Hello, hello, hello amigas, and welcome back to Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. I am so excited for this evening. Uh, usually I have my podcast in the morning, but today is in the evening. So it's it's nice to have these amazing amigas. All three of them are freaking badass professional. And um, I just really needed to have them here. And they are three generations, right? Right, Amiga? Yes. I'm, I'm excited yes, for this conversation <laughs> because, you know, every generation has its like wisdom. And the fact that you three collectively decided to do your own podcast called Cafecito Con. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited that you're here, too, so that I get to learn from you. And amigas out there from Amiga Hand Your podcast know this, that the fact that they are from different generations, there's so much to learn from them. And I felt the desire to have them here to talk to us about their journey, how they came together and started this podcast. So, without further ado, these are my beautiful friends, Belila, y Rosa, and Stephanie. Welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shed Podcast.
2: Thank A you little... so much for having thank us. Thank You, thank you. So happy to be here. Yep, oh, yep. Yep. we're ready. I'm,
1: I'm excited. <laughs> oh my God, Amigas. Okay, so. Here's the thing, I, I want to know um, from you, from your perspective, okay, I know you're all from three various diverse backgrounds. And so what I like to know from, from my guests is, you know, who we are today aren't necessarily who we started off, right? Because we're born into a certain family, we're raised to be a certain way. And some of us pivot, don't go that way. (laughs) (laughs) And some of it, you know, take a different path. So what I'd like to know is like, what was your path like when you were a young girl? Like when you were thinking about what you're going to do in your life? What was
3: that path?
4: Well, I guess I can start saying, given that I'm the oldest uh, in the crowd here.
3: Yes. yes. She doesn't look old, everyone. She doesn't look old. (laughs) Don't let her fool you.
4: Well, I am who I am, and that's it, right? Um, I was born in South America. I am from Ecuador, and uh, my father was Argentinian. My mother was Ecuadorian. And um, some of the things that I like to share about me growing up is that I see myself having been an orphan most of my life. And I had my mom only for a very short period of time because she left me in Ecuador with her family. She came here, was here for 10 years. And when I was a teenager, I called her one day. I think it was the first time I ever called her because my calls were always supervised. I told her that I wanted to get married. So what didn't happen in 10 years happened in three months. She was there, and I was here, so thank God she did that, you know um but i I came to the states and I thought that I spoke English. I really thought that I knew how to speak English because all of my life I had English classes, and when I arrived here, I found out that whatever I knew was not necessarily it because it did not <laughs> it didn't just transfer, right, So I came to eleventh grade here and uh, um I'm sharing this because the other day, Stephanie made a comment. Um, I was very uncomfortable with my English for a very, very long time. I went to college here in English, and I thought that my skills were good for reading the textbooks, but not for pleasure reading. And the first book I read was as thick as the Bible, <laughs> because someone recommended that I should read The Mists of Avalon. It, it's a, wonderful story that all women should read, in my opinion, right? But it was a thick book, and I was so surprised that I understood it. And so I was sharing that with the ladies the other day, and Stephanie said, look at you. You didn't speak English and now you're even doing a podcast in English. So (laughs) there's that.
3: Corrects our our sentence structure as well.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you know what?
3: And I and I you would have you would have never thought unless you talked to her. (laughs) You know what?
1: And and it's interesting because I think when English is your second language, you are a lot more purposeful. In, in, in diction and in speaking and just really being cautious about how you say things, making sure that you're saying them correctly and using them in the, in the, in the perfect context versus like, you know, people who were born here and, and speak the language. It's like they don't care. They like butcher the damn language like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you don't have to that think twice about it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: So you read this book. The, the the myths of Avalon. Myths of Avalon, yeah. Oh my goodness. It, it's from the era of King Arthur. And it's all about women and the connection uh, women had with earth and nature and, and being the goddesses they are. It, it's just the cinematography, the, the scenery of it, how it's described. It's beautiful. They did create a movie for it, which, you know, like most of the time, they don't do justice to books right. and less right. when they're that thick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but it's a beautiful reading. And so I I don't know that I think of myself as one entity. I often say I'm South American because of my background, but my husband is Mexican and my kids are a mix of everything. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I'm a Latina. That's how I identified myself. Um, I'm a Latina and uh, I have been very blessed to have had an education, but I also have been blessed with the ability to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And that's how I met and I lured and convinced Rosa to become a partner. And then she turned around and convinced Stephanie to become a partner in this endeavor. I always wanted to do something that reached out to women that spoke to women womanhood to me is very important one i have three daughters mm-hmm. and two i am an incest survivor i am an immigrant there's just so many hurdles that i have to live through that i think that everybody has a story that needs to be heard it, mm-hmm. and that's what we do in the show we have conversations with women about their stories like we're doing right now.
1: Yes, I love that. I, I I what I appreciate so much is your honesty to to say, yes, I'm from South America, but, you know, I'm a survivor of incest. I mean, that that is powerful, very powerful, because not everyone would even speak up and say something right in regards to, to incest and, and being a survivor of some sort of emotional and physical abuse, like that is very, very, um, of strong character. And I'm so appreciative that you, you are very open and honest and authentic, which is beautiful. Oh, I love this. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so you. much. So now that you know we're getting to know you, let's get into know Rosa since we you were saying about that she's the one that connected you. So let's let's start with Rosa. Where are you from,
2: Rosa? How how did this connection come about? Your girl grew up in San Bernardino, California,
4: a highland, <laughs> the
2: inland empire, for those of you outside. Um, and my parents immigrated from Jalisco, Mexico great, hardworking parents, um, and that really shaped who, the experiences there really shaped who I am. I, if you guys know San Bernardino, there's not a ton of resources out there. I was always so jealous of people from Los Angeles because <laughs> I would hear about the 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 nonprofit groups, the leadership clubs out there, all the, the sports, and um, yeah, I didn't have a lot of that, but Um, You know, I would say I grew up being very introverted like my mom, but very hardworking like my father and always very, very quiet. Um, So for me, who I am now and who I was before, you would never expect me to be doing a podcast or even be working in the field that I'm I'm working in, which consists of a lot of networking. And really, for me, there was one experience, one specific program that made a huge impact in my life. I always wanted to be a leader, a leader. I just wanted to lead, Quiet Latina wanted to lead, but I didn't have a ton of experiences. The clubs that I participated in um, weren't really helping me get out of my shell. And it was in college that I became a camp counselor. I didn't get the job the first the first year. I got the job the second year, um when I was able to grow out of my shell and I learned more about leadership being a counselor there and realized that's my that was my first understanding of a person being able to do what's in their power or the amount of power an individual has. And Um, that also influenced me and made me want to become a mentor and get an education. So I was working in education for some time, nonprofit. I always wanted to, um, help other students develop themselves as leaders, get them into college. So I did a couple of years in education, college advising, um, other leadership camps, and I was that voice, that that quiet voice, that quiet voice that wanted to be heard. Mm. Um, and I, I just knew from having the mentors that I had that even the quiet voices want to be heard, and it just takes a mentor, people there to invest in you, to bring you out of your shell, and to help you grow. And so for me, one of the intro when Delila came to me, I. As an introvert, I was terrified. Oh my God, how am I going to have these conversations? There, oh my Jackie, there are some times where I would black out when I would public speak. I would black out, I would just freak out. My anxiety would shoot up the roof. But I said yes. Uh, I said yes to the lila. This is an amazing opportunity. As a leader, you don't. You, you say yes to opportunities and see where they go you don't count yourself out and that was one of the best decisions I ever did because I mean on one end i I was able to get closer to the lila i Aww. she's a mentor I consider her a mentor of mine um, and when I said yes I was still nervous because I, I hopped on clubhouse I, I told her about the clubhouse right. app and I said hey you want to do this podcast this is the most Modern medium to do that. This is where you're able to have live conversations. And so I, I said yes to her. And I, I start, I'm on the Clubhouse app. And then I notice this woman is on so many different conversations. She's entering <laughs> different discussion groups. And I'm amazed. I'm amazed at her jumping into a new group. And then she just goes into like full paragraphs full commentary and I said you know what this this endeavor will help me grow out of my shell a lot more and the the purpose behind it is just we need to share the stories of the these amazing Latinas I didn't have Latina mentors growing up and that's important. it's important to know what Latinas can do, what women can do. It's important to celebrate the women so the the mission is something that I felt really uh in touch with uh something that I wanted to be a part of, and so we challenge ourselves and hey, you know what here we are we're We're growing, and um it's I'm finding that it's not just about me that I have two amazing women to do this with, and the purpose is ultimately what's what's uh what what's being the, the strength behind it yes oh my god look at this like the quiet voice yeah. the quiet <laughs> voice yeah.
1: so you would I never just... guess that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> exactly wow and so I, i'm excited that you said about um how you started leadership which started with camps like camp counselors and i've always you know i've never been a camp counselor but i've always really enjoyed it and appreciated the camp counselors like my daughter goes to camp and I'm always like wow these are kids that are teaching younger kids yeah and this is how it starts leadership starts at a young age
4: right
1: Mm -hmm. so you being the quiet voice it's like incredible where you are right now from the shy person to now being on clubhouse all the time and and being vocal and having followers and I know that that is um a a bit scary for someone who's not you know I'm not an introvert at all (laughs) you know (laughs) but but I'll tell you this much when I decided that I was going to be more visual more um open on social media I was scared shitless oh my god you should see my first Facebook live I thought I was going to have a panic attack and and I'm someone who's gone to court, has been in front of juries. I've been you know what I mean? like I'm mm-hmm. not scared, but when it came to having a camera right in front of me, it, I was like panic of a disco because <laughs> it was like really, really tough, but you know, and for someone like you're saying like rosa that that you you were this shy person, this quiet voice, I mean, it takes Cojones to come on
2: and talk. Sure and, and use your voice, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. Man, Jackie, I cannot imagine having done that by myself. <laughs> so I have to give it up to you. Yeah. Oh, That's an inspiration. For sure.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I'm a, um, I get pushed. You know, you were talking about mentors, and my latest episode, um, that came out, t- yeah, today actually, it's on mentorship and how important it is and um you know and what i i I always say i say listen no one's coming for you no one it's incumbent upon you to go seek them out especially as latinas because we don't see that many older latinas Exactly. To teach us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this, the, the cafecito con ustedes, is like the best medium to have to t- have these amazing conversations. And because we don't, we didn't grow up with mentors. Like you know, you're in San Bernardino, Rosa, and you're like, where are they? You <laughs> sought them out. You sought them out, and that's what I want amigas to understand that you seek them out because they're not going to come for you. You know, you got to parent yourself in order um, to make shit happen. (laughs) You really do. Like, it's, you know, you just have to really get down and dirty and and figure it out and and go get them to teach you. I think that there's also,
4: there's also an obligation on the older women, right? On us who have lived a little and may not know everything, but they know a thing or two, to make ourselves available to the younger Latinas, to the younger women. And I would say that personally, every time I have had the privilege and pleasure of mentoring anyone, indirectly or directly, thank you, Rosa, (laughs) (laughs) I walk away with more gifts than I can ever dream giving. You know, Mm -hmm. there there is so much that comes back to you when you do that. So, yeah. you know, for us older Latinas, we have to go out there and, and you're never too young or never too old to enter into a mentoring relationship. They're nourishing and, and they yeah. are needed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love this conversation about mentorship. So I know we, we need to talk. Stephanie, what's going on? Hello. You tell us where are you from? And and what? <laughs> how do you, I know you're part of Cafecito Con, so we got to figure out like, where's where did T- Stephanie come from? And how how important she, I mean I know she's very important to
3: Cafecito Con, but like let's tell us, tell us, please. Well, hello. I am Stephanie Montoya. Um so I met these ladies in a leadership course. Um, but real quick, my I'm originally from West LA, so West LA, baby. Um <laughs> <laughs> born and raised West LA. Uh my Biological father was born in Mexico, Uh, my mom was born here in West West LA, Santa Monica, so, um, you know, Cali roots, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I am the first, you know, in my family to go to college um i also decided to embark on a major that's full of males which is electrical engineering so i'm also an electrical engineer proud electrical engineer um and again like like rosa says uh, like like she stated like there weren't there aren't no role models for me um so i really had to break a lot of barriers i'm probably the most vocal one at times, um, I can be very shy, but I'm still working on learning when to be vocal, when not to be vocal. But, um, you know, I, again, they, I met them in the leadership course, um, they started doing their podcasts, and they needed some help. And me being the nerd that I am, I said, Hey, I'm willing to help with your audio and recording. So I became this co host and show engineer. Uh, actually, Rosa called me and just kind of sold it to me a little bit. And then she's like, why don't you be a host? And I, I think I paused and stuttered for maybe 30 seconds or more. like. <laughs> and as I was saying yes, still like not believing that I was actually saying yes to this, but at the same time knowing that I needed to because mm-hmm. I also needed to break out of my shell. Um I want to be more authentic. Just like you said, like I'm trying to, you know, get out there. And be available to to people um, because there's been a lot of people out there that have helped me uh, you know i e the two women that you just met here uh, they've been instrumental in the last year of my life actually in going through the program that we went through um it It just really brought a lot out of us and has brought that motivation back um, has brought happiness back I mean just trying to learn to be authentic and try to navigate through the engineering world you know can be Very, very tough, and having women that you can rely on and also have fun, um, by bringing these topics you know to life, um, and and making it available and making these topics not taboo anymore, you know, something that people are can feel comfortable talking about.
1: Absolutely, engineer, electrical engineer, at that because that's like, isn't that like the the toughest, (laughs) the toughest
3: of the engineering? (laughs) I mean. I think civil engineers take more, or I think we take more classes. I don't know. There's always a debate on who takes more classes, but yeah.
2: We all yeah. work hard calculus. That's tough enough.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of math and science, but uh, I love it, and I want to promote it to uh, everyone. You know, I, I have an experience of being at a high school uh, with, you know, with kids, you know, low income, and we were presenting like some science projects and presenting engineering. And I happened to be standing in the back. Um, I don't know why. I think I just maybe low profile. I don't know. I I was part of this um, situation. And um, I was chilling in the back with some ladies, like they were young high school girls, like maybe ninth grade. And I just kind of turned to them. I was like, hey, so like, is this engineering stuff interesting to you? And they looked at me and they were like, it's interesting, but I can't do that. And I was kind of taken aback. And so I was like, why? And they told me, oh, it's because my, my family told me um, girls don't do engineering. Mm -hmm. And that to me struck me like, oh, you know, so I, I want to get rid of that message. You know, anybody can do engineering. I don't care who you are, like anybody, anybody can do whatever they want to do. If it looks interesting, go do it. Um, But, you know, that's why I'm here today. That's that happened a long time ago. And it's, it's held, it's been in the back of my mind for a very long time. And, and now I have the platform to, you know, make sure that, women or little girls know that they can be whatever they want.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing uh, with uh, engineering, I mean, it's heavy, intense in mathematics and science. Right. And I think uh, like, I know that, that scares me, but you know, that's why I always said, (laughs) I remember being in court one time in front of the judge and we had to do like some sort of mathematical equation for child support and I kept getting it wrong and, and I I couldn't help myself, but I said, well, your honor, that's why I'm a lawyer. I said, because I was told there'd be no math. And, so I, <laughs> <laughs> and, and everyone in the courtroom was laughing because <laughs> I'm like, I, ha- I i would like to <laughs> <There's> yeah math
4: <laughs> Maths yeah. everywhere
3: ladies Maths <laughs> everywhere
4: <laughs> that's that's right i mean we we have this uh, this idea that math is the the hardest thing to do right but yeah. we use it in everything i taught pre-algebra in uh, uh junior high school i taught six seven and eight graders um math right and i will tell them all the time when you eat a pizza you're eating math when you're using okay. money you're using math when you're looking at the TV and when you're distancing yourself to have a better perception of what you're looking, you're doing a mathematical equation in your mind. You just don't see it that way. We yeah. we present it as if it is something hard. My husband would tell my girls and I used to love it because they would come. Oh, no, this is so hard. And one of them went up to calculus and he would tell them, you know, it would be hard if you were inventing it. Somebody else didn't work for you
3: and I I do want to add even even though I'm an engineer I struggled with math as well (laughs) so there was there was a point in my engineering career that I struggled a lot um so I just don't give up it's hard yeah yeah. don't give up
1: don't give up don't give up yeah absolutely I mean I know and interesting that I mean I when I was in high school and then even in college, when I was taking math, I was good at it at that time, you know logarithms I don't even know if they exist I, logarithms <laughs> and those kinds of equations, and I like them and I'm like but uh, but do you want to be an engineer and I'm like, oh, I don't know, but you know <laughs> what? we need more women engineers yes. we need yes. more women Women it's such in a- stem. Man- mm-hmm. women in stem, and I am very um." you know grateful that they really are nowadays really having promoting more more little girls to be part of stem right yeah Yeah. because it's so needed it's so needed and um you
3: know because you know we don't we don't need more youtubers (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah and just you know and just making it yeah now being the role models because you know the previous generation may not have been able to fulfill what they really wanted to because of whatever culture, family, you know, just anything, they weren't able to break through those barriers for whatever reason. And so if we can be that example for the next generation, like that's what I'm here to do. And, and that's why I'm glad that Delila you know, brought this to life, um, to be able to share these conversations and meet people like you. yeah
1: yeah absolutely and i'm really grateful thank you so much amigas so amigas you guys are talking about this leadership course and this is where you all met so let's talk a little bit about that like what is it and how has it had a lasting impact on your life
3: who wants to start
4: (laughs) (laughs) we'll go with the youngest one this time let's go with the youngest
2: (laughs) Um, really important to me, though, I do want to sh- kind of share on why I even joined, because it does go along with what I was talking about earlier as far as mentorship. So for me, I didn't have any older mentors, any any um, Latina professionals that I could look up to. And I was at a graduation for a nonprofit that I, I direct. And... Nora Guerra, who was an alumni of, yes, you know her very well, an alumni of the program. Uh, she takes uh, me and another, another girl that I joined with, Sophia, aside, and she tells us about the, this amazing opportunity. And she tells us about her journey. She tells us that we need to join. So that was the first person that took some time, invested in us, uh, really, you know, nominated us to apply to the program. And when someone like Nora Garrett tells you to do something, you do it. So even though that application was due a couple of days away, you bet your bottom dollar, um, Sophie and I worked on that application and got that submitted. And so um, it was a bit difficult, though, to I, I still wasn't sure what the program was about. It's it's a hard program to describe. It's like, is it leadership management? Are we learning business principles? But yet, no, it's very internal. You cry. self growth. <laughs> yeah, there's all this growth. So I, I didn't know what to expect exactly. Um, but it, it was about three, four-month program where we really dive into. Um, this book called *The True North*. Uh, it's a it's a workbook that helps us um, figure out what our true north is, how to be our authentic selves. Like who is Rosa? That's what it helps you figure out. It it goes through a ton of journal entries or that are about figuring that out. You really dig deep, and it's very introspective, and so. Um, I would say the program, is, w- at least what it did to me, is it helped me understand who I am. It also helped me understand what's been holding me back. Mm. And one of the things that had been holding me back was I lack some self-compassion uh, to myself. I'm super hard on myself. Mm. And in addition to that, um, it, it helped provide clarity on on what direction I wanted to go. And so I don't know, how would you describe that? That's a, that's a pers- it's a personal journey that you go along. And my biggest takeaway is the individual has so much power and it's just figuring out um, how to use that power. We all have it. I don't know, ladies, the Lila Stephanie, yeah. how, how would you describe the program?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, so the program's called the Multicultural uh, Executive Women Leadership Program, and it's it's ran by Dr. Yasmin Davids, who is an amazing person. And yeah, I don't know. I probably have a hard time describing it as well, because You know, going into it, you're going into it thinking like business mindset. Like you're you're trying to strategize to maybe position yourself to a better position. You know, maybe promotion or maybe you're trying to get a new job. You know, at first that's kind of what you're thinking. But then, as you really start going through the program, there's it 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 starts opening up so much more. And uh, you know, it is a lot of work, and you have to put your all into it. You have to trust it at first because I think a lot of us entered like, what are we doing? (laughs) You know, but coming out of it, I. I'm so glad I did it, um, and I recommend it to everyone um, because it it it's like a playbook. It gives you a playbook because you know, you know, males have their their male talk and and will help each other, and they have like a game plan. They play the game, you know, and where's the women's handbook i'm playing the game right and to be honest like you learn tips and tricks and 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 you learn different things to be able to play the game along with your peers and that's also such a great empowerment is is, is getting that knowledge and then also practicing it takes a lot of practice it's it's very awkward um but you learn so much how to be authentic you know just just trying to be a better person overall, you know, and it, and 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 it has to do with you wanting to make that change. Uh, I have to say, me, I'm a, I'm such a tomboy. I grew up a tomboy. Uh, that's probably why I ended up in engineering. And and at first, I was a little nervous because I I don't think I get along with women. But when I joined this group, all these women were like me, and I had never been in a big group of women that were just like me or similar, or, you know, we all have different stories on how we came to be, but I don't know, you just feel connected. I, I, yeah, it's hard to explain. <laughs> Maybe Delila
4: <Yeah>. can help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 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 this is what happens with the three of us, right? There's always three different takes, uh, which I think it's it's awesome. Um, yeah. I knew of the leadership program, I want to say about eight or nine years ago. I am one of the founders for the National Latina Business Women Association and the Elan Empire. And yeah. I was the vice president for, for a while. And we knew of this group when we were forming the, the chapter. And we wanted to be part of the training. Back then, it was the Latina Leadership Program.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And it's gone through its transformations. So come back to when I participated. Um, that was last year in January. I was at a crossroads. I was the executive director of an organization, a Latino organization, and um, I was experiencing um, a lot of insults um, as a woman and as an immigrant. Um, One of the most important influential moments when I decided that I couldn't be there anymore came when having a conversation with one of the board of directors and he was bothered by my accent and he was so bothered that he was rubbing his forehead and when he talked back at me he was biting his words it was as if he was punching me with every syllable trying to correct my pronunciation and you know i i had to like think back okay i am a mom i am almost 60 years old I have two masters. Do I really need this? <laughs> you know, but but it was one of the board members actually who sponsored me into the program. Um, Doreen Dominguez is an amazing leader, a woman of its own stature. She's done so much for the community, and he is a woman that has the world at her feet because she has built it for her and for others she is an incredible uh, woman leader and she mentioned it to me and we were preparing for a board meeting and she said well you know if you want to um you can go into this program she said i i don't know how much you would learn but i know that you would be able to contribute and i thought to myself okay i've always wanted to be there Thank you for thinking so highly of me. (laughs) Of course I will go, right? And so that's how I entered the program. I had an idea of what it was. I've done the seven habits. I've read the book. I've done the trainings and I've done quite a few things. And when you are in leadership positions throughout your life, things come your way, right? And And you make the best of it. If you're in the mind frame to do it and i've always liked self-growth i I really have been if you tell me this is a book that is going to help you i will read it chiquita Mm -hmm. chiquita cocoon is one of those books that i read a couple of times and it is all about women and money and how you project yourself right and how Mm -hmm. you you think about being a woman and having money so there there are many things that have come my way so when i came to this program i was thinking okay I, i really have to make sure that i network that i find the women that i am going to do my next project with by then i was already doing another podcast and um, I loved it. I totally loved it. So I wanted to have this podcast. We had an interview with each one on one-to-one um, and throughout the program. That was part, one of the exercises. Every single woman I spoke with, I told them about what I wanted to do. <laughs> and I was looking to see, you know, who would have the interest. And thank God Rosa told me, oh, yeah, no, that sounds interesting. That sounds really good. And you can use this app because she's the one that introduced me to the Clubhouse app. And I said, okay, I'm going to go with that app, but she's got to be in it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, it It is it is a self-growth journey. And I think that we're always growing. It, it doesn't matter how much you know or how much you've lived. There, there was always something to learn.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. And I love that, that a lot of the women were younger. I and mean, I have three younger daughters. And my relationship with them is very important to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: But I also know that it's not the same as with women my age, right? So if I can practice, if I can develop a relationship with other women that are younger like them, then I benefit because I get skills that I can transfer into my relationship with them. For me, it's all about, and, and that's something that the program reinforces, right? Who you are and what you wanna be. Where, what is it that grounds you? For me, everything I do has to do with my daughters. I I don't make any decisions without thinking, okay, if they were to ask me, what would they ask? What would they, what would I tell them? And that's what I do. (laughs) You know, and and, and the brain forced that. It, It really fed into that philosophy, that idea that I am a woman and I do have struggles, but I need to be my true self and I need to bring my whole self wherever I go, not have this different personas for different places that I go right <laughs> right right
1: and and I think the the when you do the inner work you you get to discover yourself it's like let me reintroduce myself i am and you stand in your power because now you are certain of your why and who you are and what you believe in right i sure i love these programs are like They're like, like, they're my, they're my jam. (laughs) (laughs) They're my jam. Doing the inner work for me has been the most profound moments of my life. You know, getting to know Jackie for who Jackie is, you know, Jackie became a lawyer because her, her destiny in her eyes at the time when she was a young kid was helping people. But, you know, along the way, you know, you meet people and things get kind of muddled in it, and and you're thrown through the trenches, and you realize, is this really what I want? Or you get comments like that man that was being an asshole to you, where where you know you like you you second guess, and you're like, really, is this really what I want to do? And when you really start to dig in deep, you get to rediscover yourself that that you are destined for more and there's no age limitation to that
3: no agreed uh, I th- yeah I think we all kind of were at a moment where we were at a crossroads um and it just you know this program just happened to be there for us at that time and it it, it so I'm glad I'm, I'm so grateful for it
1: yeah, I'm I'm grateful too because I get to have you here today. <laughs> With yes, yes. Oh my goodness, the conversation is like I knew it was going to take a long time because well, claro. So <laughs> yeah, we're like four of us now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pero amigas, okay, so as we're getting to the end of our convo, I mean, I always ask my amigas you know, who are on the, on the podcast that, so, you know, they could provide a tip for us on how an amiga can handle her shit. What do
4: you say? So one of the things that I say, and we have adopted it in our show is that you have to dress for the occasion. You, you have to put the shoes that are going to empower you, that are going to give you the balance to step into the spaces that you step into. I personally love heels. Uh, they make me taller because I am only five feet tall. <laughs> so <laughs> that gives it. And, and people always think that I'm taller than I am. But I, I think that you have to be confident. And if you don't like heels and you're comfortable with your tennis shoes, heck, wear your tennis shoes. But wear what you're comfortable with. Don't let anyone dictate how you present yourself. If you're comfortable, how you came to be, and whatever space you're going to be you're going to do and bring your best. So to handle your shed, I say dress for the occasion. (laughs) Yes, yes. Put on those heels, girl. Put them on.
1: (laughs) I love that. All right, who else? Who else has one to share? Yes, Stephanie, please.
3: Me first? Okay. Yeah. So a line that took me a while to understand, but I feel is so simple, is be you and only you. You know, my mom told me that, and I didn't understand it for the longest time. But I guess what I realized that she was seeing was I was being a different Stephanie. I was like, there was like a Stephanie engineer. There's like a family Stephanie, and then there's like a friend Stephanie, and I wasn't being me all the way through. So be you and only you. Yeah, I you. Yeah, who cares about
1: those haters? Just be you. Just be you, yeah. You know, they say that if they hate, then that means you made it. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly true, yes. Be you and only you. I love that. What about you, Rosa?
2: Uh, So I want to take it back to a previous TED Talk that I had watched, Amy Cuddy. She says, fake it till you become it. And the reason why I want to give that uh, advice to the amigas out there, Is because sometimes our our confidence levels aren't at the level that they should be. And uh, the important thing is to keep it moving, continue taking opportunities uh, because one day you will be there. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, Oh, yes. Yes, I love that. Fake it till you become it. Nice. Well, I see all of you amigas becoming it. I'm, I'm so, so... Honored that you're here with me this evening to talk about your experiences, your journeys, and I know that this is going to resonate with so many Amigas out there on Amiga Handle Your Shits. Thank you so much, Amigas.
3: Thank you. Thank
1: Thank you, Jackie. Jackie.
4: And thank you for opening the door for us to come and be part of your conversations, and I know that we're inviting you to our spaces too. It's important to share. There's opportunity for everybody in this world. We don't have to compete with one another. We can embrace each other. Nos damos la mano y adelante. So thank you so much for having yeah. us.
1: No, well, thank you for being here at Amiga Handle Your Shit. I mean, I, I'm so glad that you're here with me this evening and, and I really honor you. And I, and I can't wait to be on your podcast on Thursday.
0: Looking forward
1: to it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit Podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima.